You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network, where we share stories of people becoming who they were made to be. My name is Emily Cummins. This week, Ross and Carissa Montgomery are sharing their becoming story. Carissa and Ross have been married for just over six years. They met in Texas, but have moved to Alaska and Colorado since. Ross is a media director at Plum Creek Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. Carissa is a stay-at-home mom and works part-time at Plum Creek and loves hand-making leather earrings. They have three phenomenal kids. Here is my conversation with Ross and Carissa. Well, hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Going well. <laughs> Welcome to the Becoming Me podcast. It's I'm so excited to have you guys on today. First, like I, I shared with you guys before we began recording this episode, I was so excited to meet Carissa <laughs> um, because I get to talk to Ross all the time on the Creative Church podcast and uh, meeting Carissa is amazing. You're so cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what I mean, what are you guys up to today? What is Colorado like? Is it sunny? Is it snowy? I mean, well, don't put it past Colorado to snow in May. <laughs> yeah, just throw that true. out there. Um, but no, today's beautiful. Yeah, 78-ish. Oh, something like that. And uh, our oldest had her last day of preschool <gasps> today. So. I know she graduates tomorrow. Yep. Oh, I preschool saw graduation. those pictures that you posted. <laughs> And her I'll suck in the waterworks. I'll suck it in. <laughs> so cute. She's adorable. Thanks. Oh my goodness. Her first, like the day one of school <laughs> picture compared to her last day. I know. I see was that looking stress. at it. It was so funny because the first day she's so like, oh, I'm so excited to start preschool. And now she's like, I got this. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> so, so sassy. That yep. confidence factor, man. Mm-hmm. She's got it. How old is she? She's five. She just turned five last week. Yeah. Wow. She's so cute. That's awesome. And what are the ages of your other kids? So Cohen is the middle. He'll be three in July. So just, you know, he's two right now. Okay. Um, and then our youngest just turned one in April. Wow. You guys have a full house. Yep. And, you know, you add two dogs in there and yeah. four bunnies. <laughs> yeah, then, bunnies you know. and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've heard about the bunnies on yes. the Creative Church yes. podcast. <laughs> yes. So let's kick off our conversation with you guys just sharing a little bit about you. Like, what are some fun things about Ross and Carissa? Um, man, we... Ross likes I, movies. Yeah, I don't know I if do. you know this. Well, oh, I, I definitely married well me. because Carissa loves action movies. So That's we can awesome. go to the Marvel. Like, I have someone to go to the Marvel movies with and Yay. enjoy them with. So it's quite nice and she's not but she also does have her soft spot for the hallmark movies and and all that especially around christmas time but that's more or less like me by myself i don't necessarily (laughs) need ross to watch i don't know absolutely i'm like have at it yeah please do (laughs) no and when we go to the theaters i don't want to see like the love story sappiness like i need action yeah that's awesome yeah that's really cool so when you're not at the movies what do you guys like to do oh well Carissa has been bowling since she was 13, but bowling? hasn't been able to find a league yes. while we're, while we've been here. But she's been like when I'm I literally proposed to her with a bowling ball. <gasps> I, I took an old yellow bowling ball. It was my mom's. It was your mom's ball. bowling ball. And she likes sunflowers and her favorite color is yellow. So I got this yellow bowling ball and I <gasps> hand drew this kind of like artistic sunflower on it. And I had the, uh, the pro shop hollow out. 
the bottom of the bowling ball by the finger holes and I put the I was kind of holding the bowling ball with the ring in the little uh, <gasps> cavity oh, man. and so I you know when she was kind of distracted I got down on a knee she turned around I had this bowling ball and I said go pick it up and she picked it up and I had the ring like open in my hands I and think it was she, more or less you like, didn't know what was going I didn't know on. What was going on well he breaks this bowling ball and I'm like captivated by the design on it I'm like oh my gosh it's so cool so yeah. I go to pick up the bowling ball and then I see this ring underneath it. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Wait a minute. What, what are we doing? What are we doing right now? That is maybe the best proposal story it was, I've ever heard. It was heard. pretty cool. Was pretty it was fun. pretty cool. That's awesome. So. so do you guys still like do you go bowling together? Uh together not so much she's yeah i i am very much like an amateur compared to her she's like i can't i can't bowl with you and like it's her thing which is fine like she's really good and she's like gets in a zone with it so i let that's that's her thing and i'll let it be her thing so that's awesome She bowls when we cool. go back to visit her parents I in do. Texas. I so, do. It's yeah, just hard in Castle Rock. I mean, when you have three small children, and there's to no do something that's like focused, Rock, yeah, like you have to be, you yeah. know, somewhat focused on it. And I can't focus if I have three screaming kids behind me. Yeah, like it's exactly. just not. Yeah, you did do one season though. With it the was league. summer. Yeah, but yeah, you had the, the kids, league. and it's just yeah, it's, fine. it's it's hard with three. It's kids. getting better now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they're getting older, so I think that they can understand that mommy needs mommy needs to zone out have her. <laughs> mommy yeah. needs mommy time exactly. mommy needs to talk to other adults <laughs> yeah. exactly oh my goodness well you guys seem like such a fun couple um now i want to come to colorado just to go bowling and hang out with you guys uh, but i also know beyond the fun factor you guys have an incredible story so why don't you just take some time right now to unpack your story who you are um and who you're becoming oh man um yeah, Chris wants me to go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So she has time to develop her her thoughts. Um, yeah, no, I I mean, I grew up um, in the church, um, Methodist in a small town in Kansas. Um, always kind of felt like the big fish, small pond kind of thing. So wanted to get out and spread my wings kind of thing. But uh, bounced around, um, you know, for a few different uh, after college, I went, I went to college in Kansas, but then I went to Denver, moved back to Kansas, um, got married for a second, then got divorced, <laughs> which that's its whole other not story. To me. Not to not you. Not to me. Not to you. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So got married in my early twenties, um, you know, and, and then with under a year after about 10 months, um, found out my ex-wife was cheating on me and, oh, and, uh, and then she just kind of left and, and. Um, it was it was a pretty crazy transition going on uh, right there, but I moved in with my sister for a little bit in Kansas. Um, got a job at a ad agency in Kansas City, but then ended up helping a church plant down in um, the Dallas area in Texas. Okay. Um, and when we got there, um, you know, I, I was kind of it'd been you know a couple of years since my divorce. I felt. I was in a better place, and but uh, where I was, I didn't have the dating pool was very shallow, and so um, went to online dating and actually met Carissa through no Match.com. Yeah, and she she actually um, winked at me or whatever the thing. I think it was a wink is what <laughs> you did there. That's awesome. Because here was my profile picture. <laughs> if you can picture this, um, so I have um, a cow suit specifically <gasps> for the free Chick Fil A days. No. And so I had taken a picture in this cow suit. I had my with aviators. Well, I had my aviators on, That's and I awesome. had the cow bonnet with the cow ears and little horns on the top. 
And that was the main picture. That was her first impression of me when she oh winked at goodness. me. And I just replied, I'm like, why do you wink at me? <laughs> That's amazing. Technically, it was the dog picture. I did have a dog picture. <laughs> yeah. She does love animals. So, yeah. So, um, we met in uh, January of 2011, um, got engaged around March, April, like three months later. <laughs> and because uh, both of us had kind of been in a spot like, you know, I, I, after the divorce and that kind of thing, I was kind of like, it really solidified kind of who I was and what I wanted out of a relationship and, and just where I was with my faith. It was never something I questioned God on, but it was something where I was like, man, that was rough. I need mm. to be more upfront now. I need to just be like, I ain't messing around, you know, not yeah. not for the sake of bullying or pressuring yeah. anybody, but just saying, hey, here I am. I've been divorced. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. You know, just, just you know, if, if this is going to work out, let's try it. If not, then, you know, let's not waste each other's time. And Absolutely. so, um, and Chris was kind of at the same point in her life as well. And she, you know, talk about a little bit of where she was at at that point, but um you know, when we met, it was just kind of, uh, we had a lot of great conversations and, um, you know, deep conversations. And uh, yeah, then we got married September of 2011. And six months later, I moved her to Alaska, which was also trying in our relationship. And, <laughs> I can um, imagine. <laughs> and it, But in the end, after being there for three years, it really developed us a lot as a couple, um, which I think was incredible, just being able to... Um, you know, be mad at each other for a little bit and then ultimately having to lean on each other, you know, in this space that we were at in this time in our life, um, you know, and then coming back to Colorado to be closer to family. Um, none of our family lives in Colorado, but it's close enough we can go visit. So, um, yeah, and then awesome. just advancing in my career with that. So it's all kind wow. of a smorgasbord of random how everything's come together. So. But, I mean, you had a lot of different inciting incidents that challenged you yeah. to become who you are today. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, those are significant moments for yep. sure. What about you, Carissa? What's what's your half of the story? Born and raised in San Diego, California. Um, I grew up in a Christian home where we just kind of went to church as checking a box. Uh, my mom is very strong in her faith. Um, but for my dad and my, me and my brother, it was kind of like, Oh, whatever we did it to appease her yeah, um, yeah exactly motivation. it was kind of like i was forced to go so i didn't mm -hmm. really have a relationship um with god you know i was baptized as a baby you know the whole sprinkling thing yeah. water on your head um so when i went away to college it was kind of like a free fall it was like a oh, i'm free now i can do whatever i want kind of <laughs> yeah. deal um even though i didn't do crazy stuff in college it wasn't until after college um, but my sophomore year in college, my parents decided that they wanted to move to Texas. Okay. Um, so when I graduated, I moved out there um, to be with them. And then that's when, you know, very, very far from God, I was. Um, I partied, um, drunk a lot, uh, blacked out a few times, um, and got into some really bad relationships. Hmm. Um and then, you know, hitting rock bottom there, you, you know, turn to God and ask, you know, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I could hear my mom praying, you know, praying for me this whole time because, you know, she's always wow. had her faith and her relationship with God. Just asking him, you know, you know, come after me, chase me, wow. redeem her, all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, whatever, mom, whatever. And 
I kept trying to feel like there is something missing in my life and I just couldn't pinpoint what it was. And, you know, a part of any girl really growing up and maybe even those who have relationships with, with God, um, they like that affection from, from guys. Um, and I guess I was just looking for that affection in all the wrong places. And so my mom was like, well, you know, I'm tired of seeing you sitting at home, like sulking, being depressed. Why don't you go out and meet people? And I'm like, well, where am I going to go? Like yeah. the bowling alley again, because I grew up, I'm a competitive bowler. Um, I love it. Uh, you know, you get that same circle of friends. It's kind of like you get a name for yourself. And yeah. you, you, I was trying to stay away from that. Um, and then you don't really meet great people at the bars. <laughs> Right. So my mom's like, well, why don't you try online dating? And I'm like, gosh, okay. <laughs> right, mom. I guess so a serial killer can come kill me in the, like a parking oh, no. lot. Like, this is not okay. And so I, I signed up, you know, the free 30-day trial. And I'm looking and I'm like, meh, yeah. Went out with a couple frogs. Did not work <laughs> out. I was like, that's why there's online dating because you're creepy. And this is, yeah. no, not okay. Oh, no. Um, and then I happened to follow on to the the cow photo of Ross and I, you know, it's intriguing. So I click on his profile and I see all these other pictures and I'm like, Oh, okay. He's cute. I like the aviators. He has tattoos. Okay. He likes dogs. Okay. This, this could work. This is so awesome. then I wink at him. And of course he replies with the, oh, so why did you wink at me? Oh, you know, and I'm like, goodness. well, I mean, you seem like you're, you know, funny. You have a sense of humor. You like animals. You have to must love dogs. You know, that whole movie. Yes. Um, and so we just started talking from there. And I remember that one of the first conversations we had, um, he, Ross came and met me at a bowling alley after our first date at Trinity Pub in Dallas. Um, but I remember he, we were walking to Walmart for something. I don't know what, but he was like, so what do you, what do you think about Jesus? Like, what is your relationship with him? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah. Like, what is your, rela- like, wow. And I'm like, okay, well, this is where this is going. Awesome. I love it. Um, and it wasn't like, like an ultimatum, so yeah, to speak, but he to just he yeah. just laid his foundation like, this is what I believe. I want, you know, if you're serious about this, I'm serious about this. I'm not trying it's to date just to date. Like, yeah. this is a huge part of my life. Like, Absolutely. you need to be a Christ follower. And I'm not trying to pressure you. You know, everything is in your time. But my foundation is on him. And so I need your foundation. Or if we're going to work, our foundation has to be him. Yeah. And so... That's just where everything started with us. And like I said, um, I think things just progressed, <clears throat> excuse me, progressed really fast just because we were so open and honest with each other. And I think um, he kept asking me about um, um, being baptized. And I was like, well, I was baptized as a baby. I don't, you know, whatever. I don't really feel like I need to get baptized. And it wasn't until, mm-hmm. you know, really going and talking about it within our small group um, at the church plant that he helped, um, he was helping at and you know, just really praying about it and, and asking God, you know, like, what should I, you know, is it something that I should redo? And I, you know, he's like, yes, you should re- rededicate your life to me. And I'm mm. like, well, done. And so in, <laughs> and I, yeah, and in I, May, I didn't have, you know, you were, that was your own that was my journey. Choice, like yeah. I wasn't, yeah. to be honest, I didn't know a lot of that until after, you, you know, you told me that yeah. was kind of your journey. Cause wow. I, you know, she, she can kind of, contemplate things for quite a while before she outwardly expresses them, which is yeah. fine. But I just thought it was so cool seeing how God was working in her life. And I'm like, 
by no means am I trying to say like I did that. I was like, no, you know, no, I, I was no. like, you know, if God's working on your heart, you know, that that's awesome. And I so. think it was from the very beginning because even when he asked me, you know, what is your relationship with Jesus? I think it was more or less him saying, you know, this is what the Bible says and, you know, this is how it should be. I'm not trying to force you to do anything. And by all means, don't do anything because I said so or because I you feel like I'm forcing you. Like, I want it to be your decision and your choice. So from the very beginning, it was always that way. Um, I just think he set a great example. Yeah. <laughs> because, again, me coming from, you know, my background and having a very, very foul mouth oh, yeah. when like we met. <laughs> um, wow. And just to see the 180, just in, hmm. like, when I— you know, have an out-of-body experience, and I really look at what, how, who I was in 2011 to who I am today. It's it's completely different, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, the whole time I was on this path, and God is definitely chasing after me. And it's kind of like I want you to go this way, but I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm in control. I'm gonna s- still veer this way, <laughs> and so yeah. it's just it's amazing to see how He still was alongside me, you know, pushing me, yeah. guiding me to go a certain way. And I finally caved, I feel, in 2011. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I want to live for you. Mm-hmm. So That's amazing. Cool. I love how, I mean, both of your individual stories and then woven together, you can see that thread of becoming and how then together you were able to challenge and sharpen each other and then ultimately become who you are right now today and then continuing that journey of becoming who God made you to be. Um, so, I mean, what do those words becoming me mean to you guys? Um, man, becoming me means it just, it has been truly a progression. Um, you know, a lot of the things that, and I'm not saying in a moralistic way, but just kind of some of the ideals I held in college have, have evolved over time. Like, um, people that know me know I'm a little bit more for social justice and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and seeing how that relates with faith and, um, just how the gospel, um, you know, as a part of that has truly shaped a lot of, of how I view just humanity, just seeing um, the image of God in everyone you come across, um, you know, and, and trying to treat them with respect and dignity and to speak up for the oppressed and that kind of thing has been an ideal that I didn't have in college, you mm-hmm. know, and to kind of hold those things um, to l- allow yourself to change is what really has kind of been my thing, but to never let go of God, because, mm. um, I mean, there's been small things and big things in my life. Like I said, my divorce, I never blamed God for it. I, I never felt like he abandoned me. Truly. I felt like he was, um, you know, working on some stuff with me, obviously. Yeah. And, and it was a time where it, you know, was, a, a, I guess, pruning, <laughs> you know, to yeah, use the yeah, Christianese, it was pruning, <laughs> uh, because it hurt. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to, to in those, uh, you know, and when I lived in Denver, I had my car broken into four times, stolen once, no recovered. Yeah. And, you know, right when I'm trying to go to work at Starbucks at 3.30 in the morning, and oh. I'm pretty sure I heard my car drive off because I'm very familiar no. with its sound. I think they had just stolen <gasps> it. But, uh, you know, awful. and just, you know, the peace that God gives in those moments and to hmm. look for the positive through it and say, okay, God, what are you doing here? Instead of saying, God, why did you do this? Right. Um, you oh, know, just. Good. Um, that's been something that I've really tried to hold on to because, um, thankfully with my upbringing, my parents had just never, um, made God this authoritarian who was punishing me for something or giving me good things because I performed well. It was truly a relationship of like, you can go to him for whatever, you know, at any time, no matter what happens. Um, so that's really 
you know, and my mom's been a prayer warrior in my life. So that's really taught me just turn to God in prayer. If, if yeah. something sucks, if, or, or when things are good and, and you're like, Hey, how can I bless others right now where I'm at mm -hmm. to, to just ask God to show those um, areas of your life that, that you have some leverage in, um, whether it's with people, whether it's with what you're doing, um, you know, and that, even that has changed over time as I've been um, just pursuing my career in different ways. So I love how you worded um, that that question. So instead of saying, why are you doing this, God? What are you doing here? I mean, what a cool way to shift your perspective when it feels like everything is going completely wrong or not how you would have planned it to go. Um, and then it's cool to see on the other side of you embracing that posture and seeing what God was doing there in your life and, you know, the pruning as you used and what he pruned and how he shaped and molded you and then how he brought you and Carissa together and the family yeah. that you guys are building. Um, that wouldn't have happened without you embrace without you embracing the what versus why posture. That's really cool. What about, I mean, Krista, what about you? What does becoming me mean to you? This is so hard because it's more about like self-reflection. And I'm, as I was sitting here telling you my story, I'm like, wow, I am sitting here reflecting on it. But it like becoming me was kind of hard to really put into words. Yeah. Um, because like I said, when I looked at myself in 2011, I totally would not have expected, you know, me to be working for a church and really, um, almost being a light for others um, because I do work at the church part-time on all the weekends. I, I deal a lot with the services. And so it's okay. funny to see different people um, walking in all kinds of stages of life and for them to come up to me and just thank me for, for being mm -hmm. a joy in their life. And I don't even know these people. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. The earring, um, the earring story. <clears throat> Sorry, you're going to have to have oh, this, but the okay. earring story. <clears throat> I'm like, wait, <laughs> Which I was going to ask you about the earrings, yes, too, from okay. your bio. So, so I started making earrings because a church function um, had a little gathering event where women can just get together in fellowship and create something, um, something they could be proud of. And a lot of them are stay-at-home moms or, um, you know, just women trying to connect. And we were supposed to make these really pretty double layered earrings. And I get there and the women's coordinator comes up to me. She's like, okay, Carissa, don't get upset because she tried to make these earrings and they didn't work out. Oh, so no. we have to make bracelets instead. And I kid you not, the look on my face. <gasps> I mean, I don't I don't hide my emotions. Uh -huh. I don't know how. So she said the look on my face was like, you've got to be kidding me right oh, no. now. And so I was like, okay, no, that's fine. No worries. And I go up to the lady who was supposed to be running this like earring event. I was like, okay, here's the deal. I was so set on making these earrings. You're coming to my house. I'm buying the supplies and you're teaching me how to make these earrings. And she's like, That's okay. Awesome. And so a random day she has, um, her youngest daughter is the same age as Ari, our oldest daughter. And so they had a little play date and we made earrings and I was, I kid you not, like I was empowered. <laughs> and wow. so, um, I had, I posted my pictures yeah, you just online just, earrings you made for yourself. just for myself. And people were like, oh, my gosh, can you make me a pair? Can you make me a pair? And I'm like, sure, you know, no worries. And, you know, I was just going to make them for free. And they're like, oh, I'll pay you. And I'm like, no, it's OK. Like, I, it's not a big deal. I was just I bought the stuff so I can make earrings for myself. And I would love to bless other people. And like, no, 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 I have to pay you. And I'm like, OK, well, pay me five bucks. Like, that's that's a decent yeah. amount. 
And so from then, like, I kept posting, like, I would get new leather in and I'd post a leather and they're like, oh, make me this and this and this. And then that's just how all of this started. And a lot of them I'd wear them at church or the ladies would wear them at church. And it just literally blew up. So probably... I want to say like 30 to 40% of the women at the church wear the oh, earrings. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And I'm like even the talk of the about, town yeah, in even, Castle even Rock. Our, our small group, this one lady was like, I was at the chiropractor the other day and she had leather earrings on. I said, did you get those from Carissa? And she was like, no. no. <laughs> so everybody thinks it's Carissa's earrings. But it's so funny. So for Mother's Day, um, I handed out just earrings to all the moms as, you know, their Mother's Day gift. And I've, one of the ladies who usually does order for me, I guess she was um, working at one of the cafes in town and she recognized the leather. And so she goes up to this of some of a lady that of was a lady who there. was eating there yeah. and we just started, you know, was talking about the earrings. So it just seems like they're a conversation starter. Um, and she was like, oh, I got these from church and I've been, you know, really far from God. And I just was really trying to find a church to fit into. And, you know, I just felt so welcome there and they're giving out gifts like it just. I feel like I was being used or put in a position yeah. where I could help people come closer to Christ with just a pair of leather earrings. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, but if you would have, if you would have told me like this is what my life would have been like wow. in 2011, I I probably would have laughed at you yeah. Yeah. because the wow. fact that he has molded me into the person that I am today is just it it's amazing. It really is, and oh, I'm very thankful. It. I love it. Oh my goodness. And I also kind of want some earrings. Like, oh, well, you just check that mailbox. (gasps) Yes. That's so exciting. And I feel like a lot of women who uh, follow Becoming are going to want to stalk you on uh, Facebook and Instagram (laughs) now. So you might have some crazy orders come in. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. And you do need to get Instagram, though. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not that savvy just yet. Girl, I think Ross can hook you up with Instagram. (laughs) I know. You guys got this. (laughs) I love that. And I love, you know, what you shared about looking back and how you don't think that you would have thought, man, this is who I'll be today and where I'll be. And it's just such a cool picture of that open-handed trusting God with the unknown and taking whatever step is in front of you today and then the next step and the next step. And then one day you wake up and you're encouraging other women with earrings. Like that's (laughs) incredible. I love it. Um, If you guys were having, are you, well, first off, are you guys coffee drinkers? (laughs) <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I, I just had my first cup of coffee this morning because I was dragging so much for like in months. Wow. I, I've, I've kind of oh. got off the caffeine kick because I was starting to get bad headaches, but uh, I was really dragging and needed some caffeine. So I love caffeine. However, but I do not partake in coffee. In no. I am a Dr. Pepper <gasps> fiend. Ooh, I like Dr. Pepper I have them too. morning, noon, and night. Yum. Yeah. Ross, you drink Dr. Pepper too? Um, Again, I... I that's the sugar Just, part I'm trying okay. to stay off of. But yeah, maybe like once a week, okay. maybe. Okay. <laughs> but yes, it's always Dr. Pepper. So if you guys were out having a Dr. Pepper, <laughs> not a coffee, <laughs> with another person and they're on their own becoming journey, what would you say to encourage them? Um. Yeah. Um. I was encouraging someone else. I would say... Just look for what God has for you. Don't mm. get hung up on um, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Like, you know, don't don't kind of pigeonhole yourself into this idea of what you have in your mind, whether it's with what you do for work or what your you know passion is. Um, that'll come to you. Like, I mean, Carissa's story is perfect for that. Mm, like yeah. the earrings, like just yeah. bam, took off. Um, 
you know, and, and what I do with, with media stuff at the church is, you know, not a lot like work cause I enjoy going to work and, and doing the things that I'm doing. So, um, you know, just in, in my own life, I felt like God is, is kind of pushing me to creative leadership. And so it's just kind of being sensitive to those things, you know, so just allowing yourself to change and evolve and grow, uh, not only in your faith, but, but with where, where your passions lie and, and don't feel like you have to be this one thing for the rest of your life. Allow yourself the room um, and the grace, because mm. sometimes we can be hard on ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, if we feel like we've failed at this goal, um, we can beat ourselves up about it and get stuck on that. But, you know, just get back up and, and realize, OK, maybe maybe that wasn't the thing. Mm. So that's good. Carissa, what would you add to that? <clears throat> I mean, more or less, I would tell them, you know, God uses all kinds of people. And a lot of times if I'm having coffee with someone and they're like, I don't really know, or excuse me, a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> but if I, you know, if I'm having a cold beverage, yes. um, it's more or less like God will use everybody. He mm -hmm. didn't, he's not going to look over you just because you have a past. Mm -hmm. um, he's not going to put you in a position where he can't use you. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of times in the beginning of Ross and I's relationship, I felt like I wasn't adequate enough. Hmm. Like as far as my like studying going, I didn't feel like I was um, progressing in the word as Just fast as faith. I, yeah. yeah, as fast yeah. as I would, would want to. Yeah. And he's like, it doesn't matter. God will use you yeah. where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if I'm talking to somebody um, and they're just like, oh, I, you know, I'm stuck or I, I don't know, you know, where, what my life is going to look like. It's kind of like, just pray about your right now. Like what is going on in your life that you feel, um, God can, can use. And I even told Ross, like, I have a retail background. I'm bossy. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> how, awesome. how is God going to use my bossiness? And yeah. sure enough, like yeah. within, like, even in Alaska, within the, like a couple weeks, I get a phone call saying, Hey, so we need someone to run our first impressions ministry. And I'm like, I can tell people what to do. This is amazing. Yes. <laughs> and literally, like if someone was, you know, a barista and they're like, well, I don't really have, a, you know, any gifts to give. I'm like, well, we have a coffee team with your name on it. Like, I love it. There's I feel like there's always something that God can use, regardless of what stage of life that you're at. And just know that even if you do have a past that if you give it to Christ and you accept him into your heart, that he is redeeming you like you. Mm, you can be yeah. used. Mm hmm. Preach it. Oh, my goodness. I, I literally am scribbling notes right now because I love what you said. Like, pray about your right now and how God will use you literally in this moment and being open to that. I wonder, I mean, how much how much so many of us are missing of what God could do in and through us right now because we're not at praying that prayer that you challenged us to pray. Pray about your right now because we're yeah. looking to yeah. next and what's ahead. And then we miss I mean, you, you could have missed that mm -hmm. moment in making those earrings if you just would have shrugged your shoulders and been disappointed. And yes, yeah. exactly. Like, oh, well. And I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not going to be in a well. I want some earrings. I love We're that. We're going to make this. Yeah. And well, now, even, like, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I think back to something my sister said um, when I was living with her right after my divorce. Because, you know, I was I was kind of in a pity party for a while, um, feeling pretty down. And um you know, it was one of those things of like, she started asking me some questions of like, well, what do you, what do you want out of a relationship now? Where do you want to go? What, you know, what is this going to look like? And one of the things that she started praying over me and I started praying as well was, you know, just, just 
having a relationship with someone that wasn't going to hold anything over my head, especially mm. the divorce, especially kind of um, that kind of thing. And, yeah. and so um, just seeing that prayer being answered through Carissa, like she has never judged me or uh, mm. made me feel less than or manipulated me with um, my past mistakes. And so, and that's something we really try to make sure neither of us do. And, mm-hmm. and because what's, what's, yeah. Like what, what, what good comes out of that? Like, you know, we're trying to, like she said, just focus on what we're doing now and, you know, maybe, maybe what's next, what's something else we could, what's that influence we have and what God, what is God doing in that? And I think too, a lot of times when I'm, you know, <clears throat> before when I kept hiccuping, like, I feel like I'm not progressing in my faith as, as fast as I should, like I should be, like my expectation. I remember Ross would always say, you know, is, are you the person that you used to be right now? And mm. I'm like, no. And I'm like, well, then it doesn't matter. And I love that about him because he doesn't hold my past over my head like some some people yeah. would. Yeah. Especially, you know, what's the word? I don't know. Okay. Just say, <laughs> cut that word. <laughs> I know what you mean, you though. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's really, really cool. Man, I have loved getting to hear your story. Um, who you guys are, who you're becoming. And I mean, I know that I'm already challenged and encouraged. I literally am over here writing notes in my journal. And um, I know so many listeners will be challenged to embrace who they are and who they're becoming as well. Um, So Ross and Carissa, thank you so much. Well, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. To learn more about Ross and Carissa and connect with them, visit the podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com. That's crtvchurch.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network. For more information about Becoming Me, visit us at becomingme.tv. You can also connect with us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, with at becomingme.tv. Connect with us at creativechurch.com. Again, that's crtvchurch.com. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Creative Church.